0: Hello everyone, my name is Luis, and today is a new day for an episode of Language's podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode, because today we are going to be talking about very interesting facts about English and the history of, it, of this language. So, guys, you're welcome to listen to this episode and learn a lot of new things. Let's begin. So, guys, continuing with this topic... Um, We mainly encounter three parts uh, that divide the eras of English language, and the first one is Old English. So we're going to talk about that first, and I have uh, some things to say about this. First of all is that it was spoken by the ages of uh, 450 until 1100. The history is like this. Uh, English language really started with the arrival of the three Germanic tribes who invaded Britain during the 5th century AD. These tribes, the Angles, the Saxons and the Jutes, crossed the North Sea from what today is Denmark and Northern Germany. At the time, the inhabitants of Britain spoke a Celtic language. But most of the Celtic speakers were pushed west and north by the invaders, mainly into what is now Wales, Scotland and Ireland. The Angles come from England. Uh, that is, that was the the name at the time of, uh, of the origin or the lands that these people uh, came from, and their language was called English, from which the words England and English are derived. The language now known as the Old English was soon adopted as the common language of this relatively remote corner of Europe although you and I find it hard to understand old English it provided a solid foundation for the language we speak today and gave us many essential words like be strong and water okay so talking about this uh, era of English language i found a little extract or a little conversation of two people speaking this a very ancient form of English. So let's have a listen.
1: Spreches to elder English? Yes, eh. It's spread to elder English.
0: Hmm.
1: Nertho Danwolf? Hahaha. It's nail Danwulf, friend. Eh. Who are erthro? Itch eum somehow. And who are erthro, Freund? Itch eum Kevin. Kevin? Lovas thorn a Yes, it's lovier thorn God, who ailed ever tho? twa and twenty yera. No, it's will gone a whither. West Hall, samham. West Hall, Freund.
0: Now that we already talked about the Old English and now that we know how it sounded uh, we are going to talk about the Middle English which was uh, by the ages of 1100 and 1500 between these uh, years this Middle English was spoken so first of all we have the Viking invasion with the Viking invasion but who are the Vikings well the Vikings are just a tribe of Nordic people that ransacked their way through Northern and Northwestern Europe for 1,000-1,200 1, 1, years uh, ago. So, Old English was uh, mixed up with Old Norse, the language of Viking tribes. Old Norse ended up giving English more than 2,000 new words, including, for example, give, take, egg, knife, husband, Run and viking and then we have the second era within this middle age english and that was the french uh invasion or the french uh, the french word coming to uh you know adapt some words and okay let's 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 see how the story goes although english was spoken widely on the british isles by 1000 AD, the Norman invasion established French as the language of royals and of power. So it means that French was a very fancy language at the time and everybody wanted to just speak French. And then all English was left to the peasants, to the poor people, let's say. And despite its less glamorous status, it continued to develop grow by adopting a whole host of Latin and French words, including everyday words such as beer, city, fruit, and people, as well as half of the months of the year, by adopting and adopting French words. The English language also became more sophisticated through the inclusion of concepts of words like liberty and justice. So, this is um, also an audio that I found on the internet that uh, actually you 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 can actually hear a little bit of how this Middle English sounded. Uh, in my opinion, it sound it sounds a little bit Germanic uh, still, a little bit, but with uh, a lot of more sophisticated sounding in it. So let's have a listen.
1: One that April with his shore is sota. Sorter... The draught of March hath persed to the rota, and bathed every vine in switch liqueur, of which thereto engendered is the flower. When Zephyrus ache with his sweeter breath, in spirit hath in every holt and heath the tenderer croppies, and the younger son hath in the ram his half-course run, and smaller food is mark and melody, that slepen all the nicht with open ear. So pricketh him natur in her courages, and longen folk to go on pilgrimages, and Palmer is for the sake of to Ferner halouis Couth in Sundry Londis.
0: Okay, guys, now that we already talked about these two main eras of uh, English, uh, we are going to talk about the last one, which is the modern English. And it is subdivided, because uh, the first division is early modern English, and then the Second one is last modern English. So, uh, the the early modern English is from 1500 until 1800. It lasted just uh, 300 years. So, here we have that the tempest ends in a storm. Why? Because in the 14th until the 15th century, following the 100 years war with France, that ended... uh, in the French rule of the British Isles, English became the language of power and influence once again. It got further boost through the development of English literature and English culture, spread-headed by William Shakespeare. Shakespeare is very, very famous and he influenced on the development of English language. And its unique and rich culture is hard to gasp, <laughs> that's pretty clear, and the man is said to have invented at least 1,700 words for the modern English, that's outstanding. So including, for example, Alligator, Puppy Dog, Fashionable, uh, in addition to penny classics like Romeo and Juliet, and Hamlet. So towards the end of the middle age of English, a sudden and distinct change in pronunciation, the great vowel shift. What does it mean? Uh, Well, it started with the vowels being pronounced shorter and shorter. From the 16th century, the British had contact with many uh, many people from around the world. This, and the renaissance of classical learning, meant that many words and phrases entered the language. The convention of printing also meant that there was now a common language in print which was like very, very important at the time because printing information was one of the big things that actually helped the humanity to overcome this uh, uh, era of uh, Middle Ages. And you know, like information was spread at that time. So books became cheaper and more people learned to read. Printing also brought standardization to English. Spelling and grammar became fixed and the dialect of London where most people, uh, publish, uh, uh houses had an, and this, uh, house of London was, uh, one of the biggest printer that, uh, published the, the books and all the information that they were reading at the time. So, um, English, spelling, grammar, uh, were fixed. And then after that, uh, more and more information was printed and published so that was the the first or the early modern english and then we have the last modern english and it is from the 1800s until the present the main difference between early modern english and late modern english is vocabulary late modern english has many more words arising from the two principal factors. Firstly, the industrial revolution and technology created a need for new words. That is pretty obvious. And secondly, the English-speaking world has at the center of a lot of scientific progress, scientific advances went hand-in-hand with the evolution of the language. So, let's listen to one of these... Uh, audios that uh, show you a little bit of how was the uh, early modern english and then we'll listen to the english that we now know uh, with some phrases or some adopted things from all these eras so let's have a listen why sir his hide is
1: so tanned with his trade that he will keep out water a great while and your water is a sore decayer of your horse and dead body. Here's a skull new. This skull has lain in the earth three and twenty years. Whose was it? A horse and mad fellows it was. Whose do you think it was? Nay, I know not. A pestilence on him for a mad rogue. I poured a flag and a on my head once. This same skull, sir, this same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull.
0: Alright people, so we already talked about the different eras, the three main eras of English, but uh, what is more important here is that right now in this modern English, the 21st century, uh, English is still evolving. Why? Because uh, the development, for example, of the local dialects and slang in countries as US, South Africa, New Zealand, and in cities as New York, Oxford, and Singapore, uh the incorporation of uh new vocabulary into everyday english is amazing english is in a constant state of flux that is uh that is evident that is happening nowadays vocabulary alone is increasing at a piece that it, at approximately 1000 new words and approved words per year so imagine that That is a lot of new words that you have to learn there's a lot of uh, new expressions and new constant uh, uh, acquisition of vocabulary. So, and this, uh, these these uh, words are just considered important enough to be added into the main dictionary, uh, into the big uh, dictionaries that we already know, uh, as the Oxford Dictionary and so on. So talking about, for example, the new words that are created. They are spread uh, via, for example, uh, email and mainly social media because nowadays we use a lot of social media to communicate. So a lot of people are just uh, adopting new words or creating new words and they're being spread just because of media. Uh, Also, uh, it means that you will have to learn it, but at the same time is uh, in constant evolution. Uh, I think that it happens in every language because uh, every day you have to learn something new. And I have something important here to talk about, and that is uh, the the words that are combined, or they're called the blended words, a word that combines the meaning of two of two words and here i have an example for example Brahmins. it is former it is formed from brother and Romans. and the meaning is that you have a, a good relation um with someone else i mean like i'm a man i i, I really have like a good f- friendship with another man so that could be a Brahmins. that is the meaning of that and well that's everything for today i hope you enjoyed this episode Uh thanks everyone for listening to these episodes of uh Shella Languages. I'll be posting more episodes pretty soon. So always stay tuned and check the community on Facebook by the name of Shella Languages. So guys, I'll be always posting more episodes on this community, also on uh the podcast platforms that I already tried. So stay tuned always to receive more information about this podcast. And I'll be always expecting for your answers about, uh, and comments as well about these episodes. I hope you liked it and have a nice day.